When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Welcome back to the program. We are glad you are with us. Thanks so much for hanging on and uh, hanging out. Certainly appreciate it. Talking a lot of Packers football today. Packers get a win over the weekend, and uh, we're discussing. Short week, getting you ready for, uh, well, obviously the holiday, and then we get into the Packers-Titans game coming up uh, this weekend. Uh, Joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline, our good buddy Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette. So, Eric, uh, I'm listening to Matt LaFleur, and one of the things that, uh, you know, everybody's talking about the second half offensively for this team, and he says, well, they dropped eight. They were concentrating on uh, Devontae. And the one thing that I noticed was even the quick outs, they were getting really fast to the line of scrimmage. They sacked Aaron Rodgers a couple of times, so they won up front. They blitzed a few times. They won in the trenches. So what did you see differently in the second half versus the first half of that ball game? Well, the, the, the biggest thing was the uh, – um, not running the football. And if you listen to the uh, press conferences or the Zoom meetings or whatever you want to call it, um, sounds like there was a lot of uh, checking out of the pass, checking out of run plays at the line of scrimmage. So, uh, if you, you know, if you read between the lines and look at what was said, because, you know, you know, he had said there was 10 passes total to 12 runs. And when you look at the, you know, at, at how it worked out on video, it wasn't that. It was. It was. It was not. There were not twelve runs. So maybe there were twelve runs called, but they only ran the ball like six. So um, yeah, they're just going to have to, you know, get on the same page there a little bit. And you know, I can see where there is some frustration because they weren't um, allowing some of the, the running play, some of the pass plays to happen. So um, you know. Let's throw the, you know, you got a quarterback that likes to throw the ball and all that good stuff. So, but you know, whatever, they'll, they'll figure it out. I'm not overly concerned about it. Um, watch, looking at that team, I guess, you know, going into that game, I thought there was going to be a lot more pressure than actually was, uh, on the quarterback because in the past, what that team, what that football team did as with their front, uh, well, if you want to call it front seven, uh, most teams are front six now. Um, you know, they sent a lot of guys. It was five, you know, pretty consistently. So, you know, they sent four and three at times, and, you know, and I, I wasn't, uh, uh, you know, and even when they did send four, they had a, you know, one of the outside guys was particularly, uh, I think it was Burns, was uh, responsible for, for running backs coming up. But they had that team scouted very well. There's no question about it, because as soon as Devontae Adams took a lateral step, that quarterback was firing um, to go meet him at the line of scrimmage. So that was... Um, I thought was pretty impressive, and they also were very cognizant of the running back out of the backfield into the flat. So where mm-hmm. I think 
you know, there were times where I was like, gosh, why aren't they running the running back deep? They're so cognizant of the running back in the flat. They need to run that guy, you know, run a, run a real route or just a circle um, to the middle part of the defense. I think there would have been some opportunities there. And, and probably if they were facing a different team, then maybe they would have got a little bit more aggressive. But, you know, you're up 21 to 3 at halftime. How excited do you get about making adjustments at halftime? I mean, probably not a whole right. lot. So, you know, there's some human factor to that. Uh, first of all, I completely agree. I because I watched Devonte, and yeah, I, I kind of watched some of those plays. I went back, and I just have it sitting here on my on my on my laptop, and I went watched some of those plays. But they were they were so quick to the line of scrimmage, and they were so much keying on him. And I know Matt Lafleur said, "Oh no, they were playing soft." Well, they were lining up soft, but playing soft and lining up soft are kind of two different things. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean you go back and watch the video. He takes one lateral step, and that cornerback was firing. You know, so these are all things that that I think they do a really good job on is doing counter countering stuff. I thought, you know, they boot pass towards the end zone there. Um, that a concept that was you know wide open because that whole defense, if you watch it, just ran. Soon as he, soon as the quarterback, you know, ran, you know, started booting, that whole defense shifted. So there was a hole in the back end there that, uh, you know, a running back would have been open in the middle of the end zone. You know? So there were concepts that were available uh, that they just didn't run. You know, again, it's up twenty-one to three. How exciting are you going to get about doing a whole lot? And then I think what happened is they, they, the snowball started coming downhill a little bit. You know, so I think those are things that that they'll change, and um, they have some experience. But but I, you know, in, in reality, is they're going to be playing Tennessee this week. So, you know, my my thought process there is that you know, if I'm Matt Lafleur, I got the whole playbook open and available, and we're going to you know we're going to be hell bent for election. Uh, I wanted to ask about the defense because I thought the defense did what they needed to do, even though they did give up the drive and they had to punch the ball out in a game-changing moment in which they got the fumble. Uh, I still think the defense played pretty well, and you're seeing more and more consistent pressure on quarterbacks, not only coming from Zedaria Smith, but you're seeing Kenny Clark in the mix up the gut. You're seeing other guys, uh, Barnes, Martin, you saw Rashawn Gary, uh, even Preston Smith. It seems like they're getting into a better front flow when it comes to in the trenches defensively. Do you agree? I like – I agree to a a high degree of what you're saying there. I like the way they're doing things now, and there's some – you know, the complaint that I had all through this season is where are the playmakers at every level? Um, you know, you have you have a playmaker on the back end and in 23. Actually, unfortunately, he's not much of a playmaker because they don't throw it to him because he's that good. So, you know, so Kevin King looks like he's getting picked on, but the reality is you can't throw to 23 because there's nowhere to throw. Um, so what I like on the back end, what I see coming up is you saw – the way they're using Amos now, uh, first and second downs, he's closer to the line of scrimmage. Third down and long, you know, or super passing downs, they're firing him back deep. I really like that. I, I like the emergence of Savage. He seems to be playing. He's still got a um, temper a little bit, you know, when he's getting close and come to balance to make a tackle. But I thought he took a lick on a running back last week or on Saturday night. He came up in the hole and stood there and took his punishment, boy. Uh, but he didn't give it up. So, you know, that was – that was good to see. I like Barnes, uh, what's happening there at the mid-level. Um, you know, if you look at the, that, that, that game, as soon as he left the game, that's when they started running the ball with the quarterback because he was really good, technically sound, keeping square, eyes forward, in his drop, where you saw 
um, Kersey on that quarterback scramble for a touchdown played, you know, patty cake with a running back and gave up a touchdown there. You know, I, I, I think Barnes did a nice job there. And I, I see him ascending uh, as well as uh, Martin. You know, Martin's a rookie. He's got to remember he's not playing in the Big Ten anymore. The running back's got a little wiggle. So he'll have to uh, to temper some of his well. But I like the way he flies around. I like his aggression. And then on the line of scrimmage, the guy who's emerging is um, uh, Kiki. You know, you see him. He gets a little bit high sometimes in the run game. But I really like what, what he, how his aggressive and his flying around. And then, of course, Gary, uh, you see him flying around a little bit too. So I think they're on the rise. Um, there's some really good things there. They still have to figure out, they still have to be more sound in the run game with their run fits. So it'll be really interesting to see what happens this weekend if they you know, stand up toe-to-toe. But really the defense is, is designed, when you look at it, is not to give up the big play. That's, that's what it is. No big passing plays. Make offenses 8, 9, 10 yards all the way down the field, and then when we get packed in in the red zone, you know, we'll take our chances. Talking with Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press Gazette, and uh, I look I, as much as I want to really analyze or maybe even overanalyze the Carolina game. I, I think now we set our sights on on the Tennessee Titans and what the expectations are, are most likely to be. I think first and foremost, you're talking about a ten win win team coming into Lambeau Field. Just win the damn game. That's first and foremost, and then. Uh, how do you win the game? That becomes the question. I mean, do the Packers get off to a really fast start and say put up 21 before a blink of an eye and force them to get rid of uh, throwing the ball or giving the ball to Derrick Henry and that they start putting it in the air just to play catch-up? And that would take them out of their game. What I, It's not that I want to see a game go toe-to-toe, but I would like to see the Packers in somewhat of a smash-mouth, grind-it-out type of performance in which you get a real sense as to what the defense overall is capable of doing. You know what I mean? It's kind of like be careful what you wish for, but it's kind of like that's what you wish for because that's going to be a springboard into the postseason. Now, how do you see it? Well, I definitely don't want to see a close game, or nor do I want to see him. I, 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 yes, as a football fan and as someone in my seat be sitting there in the, in the press box looking down, I would love nothing more to see a 13-17 uh, to 17 smash mouth football game. However, I don't think that's going to happen. If that does happen, it could go, you know, the, it could go the Packers' way. Um, I'd be a little bit frightened. Uh, I guess what I would rather, I think, you know, if I'm sitting in the coach's room and I'm looking at, at video now for the last, you know, 12 hours, 36 hours, and watching the game yesterday against Detroit, I'm throwing it over their head. I'm getting the ball downfield now. I'm scoring. I want to score a lot of points early and get the ball out of that big guy's hand. And you don't want, you know, the worst, the one thing you don't want for the Packers defense is if you're Mike Fenton, is you don't want a highlight reel of, of uh, Savage getting thrown around by an angry running back, right? You don't want that. So, and, and I don't know if they can, uh, stand up toe to toe with them, and you know everybody gives a ton of credit to, to Derrick Henry. But if you watch really closely, that offensive line is pretty darn good. Um, and a lot of times he doesn't get touched until he's across the line of scrimmage for three, two, three, four yards, and then you get that guy running with a head of steam. That I'm not so interested about running and, and tackling him either. So I guess from the Packers' point of view, from their coaching staff, if they want to, if they want to win and feel comfortable. You know, in the end, at the last four minutes of the fourth quarter, they need to score early, get the ball, put the ball into uh, Tannehill's hand, and make him beat you. 
Yeah, I would say if you have to have uh, Ryan Tannehill come from behind to knock off the Green Bay Packers or begin to shoot it out with Aaron Rodgers, I think Rodgers wins that you know every damn day of the week. But if it becomes a possession game and it comes down to a last drive, Ryan Tannehill's not going to be the guy that's going to be throwing the football all over the place. He's going to be doing it just to maintain the offense and giving the ball to Derrick Henry, and then it's going to be up to the Green Bay Packers' defensive front to be able to stop Derrick Henry, thus to win the game. And I don't know if I really want to see that happen, to be honest with you, you know? No, I agree. I, you know, And listen, the Packers played pretty smash-mouth on offense the first half. They were running, I thought, I mean, the best that I've seen them run in, in maybe ever, um, at least this season. And, and you see the way that they ran the football and the things that they did. And that offensive line was playing great. They had they had it set up right. They had great angles um, in their run scheme. So, you know, everything was, was really good. Uh, I just don't know if they want to – if they want to go toe to toe and, and you know with these guys running the football at each other, I just I just don't think that's a recipe for success, you know, against the Titans. And I, I think you can get over the top of them um, if they want to blitz the house. I think good, go for it. You can hit Tanyan and he'll have a big game. Um, and uh, and let, let let you know. I think they got to try and if I'm the Titans, I got to figure out a way to stop uh, Adams, and then I got to stop Jones, and then oh, there's that sneaky tight end I got to watch. So I think the, the the Packers' offense is a challenge, especially for that team. You know what I saw from watching a little bit of them over the weekend. At, it could be a really difficult challenge uh, for the Titans' defense, and I think the Packers just come right out of the gate and just you know run enough to keep them honest, but throw it in a play action pass, let them get aggressive, and then throw it over the top, get them get it get it over with by halftime. Eric, always good. We'll chat again later this week and uh, get people ready for the Titans game, okay? Yeah, I mean, don't, isn't this exciting, though, to be at this point in the season and you're covering a football team that's got a chance to to to, to get beyond the first round of the playoffs or even have a home field bye? I mean, this, this is what it's about. And, I'm, it, you know, this is fun time. And as you can probably tell from my voice, I'm pretty excited. So I, yep. I hope No, I, I think game. everybody should be. I agree with you, man. Appreciate it, pal. We'll talk yeah. to you soon. Take care. Talk to you later. There you go. Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been doing it. Call them 844-PRIDE. Go to schneiderjobs.com. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.